The start of a new year is a time for reflection and renewal. It's an opportunity to look back on the past year, to take stock of our experiences and accomplishments, and to consider the areas in which we want to grow and improve. As we set goals and make plans for the future, let us remember that we do not walk alone. God is with us every step of the way, guiding and supporting us as we seek to live out His purpose for our lives. Let us step boldly into the new year, trusting in His unfailing love and grace. And welcome to the Daily Walks celebration of completing the Bible through the year. It's that time, New Year's Eve, and I got my wife with me. You know, we had her with us once this year, but now to celebrate, this is so huge. We're going to have her with us today because we want to walk with you with all the great things we got through the Bible. Well, maybe not all of them, right? Say hello, Karen. Hello. Good. She didn't say hello, Karen. Mm -hmm. You know, some people do that. This is my wife, Karen Clevenger. I'm your host, hello. Wayne Clevenger. And we're going to go through some of the things that we got out of the Bible that most touched us this year. And we picked 10 each because we know that if we would take everything that touched us, we would be here for a long, long time. Wouldn't you say? Mm -hmm. I thought that it was 10 things we've learned. 10 things we've learned, 10 things that touched us, 10 things okay. that really meant something to us, 10 things we're gratified for. Okay. So it's all good. I hope I got the assignment. Well, you got it because you got 10 things. Okay. And we can expand on that. So we are live and impromptu. Mm -hmm. So you're going to go with us, right? Walk with us. So first thing I want to let you know is everything that's on here for the last year will continue next year. So if we want to encourage you that just because we completed the Bible through a year today doesn't mean we're done. What I'm going to allude to in my number eight <laughs> is the fact that just because we finish it doesn't mean we're done. Okay. So next year, if I would start over again and read it again, because every time you read it, you get something new and it's just super, 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 super good. So this new year, 2024, what won't change is the fact that on the sevens, you get a rest day. Oh, maybe I'll talk about that in mine, too. Because mm. I really got something out of the numbers this year. Mm. And so on the rest day, you get to catch up or just rest or you get a review. But the big thing that we got to remember is if we lose track, all we got to do is start on the day we're on. So if you didn't start till yesterday, hey, you're here. And so I encourage you to let's keep reading, okay? The word is alive and well. And we heard that in Hebrews, which probably will come up today. 
because it's alive and well. Okay, so let's get started. I typed mine out because as my church people know, if they try to read my writing or even I try to read my writing, I usually have to have my wife translate it. So I type it so I can read it. So I'll let you go first. What's your number 10? Well, I did the top 10 things that I learned. So good. This is great. That I myself learned. Anyway, um, my number 10 is confidence. Good. Yes. Number 10 confidence because I gain confidence in myself and confidence with others. So like even with praying with others and praying in my confidence or praying myself, I'm more confident in that the words that I use have more substance and more meaning and that the words in which I pray with others have more substance and meaning. So I've gained confidence. Which probably comes from the word Mm -hmm. that's been hit in your heart. Correct. Which we got out of Psalms, right? Mm -hmm. So that's really cool. So here, what we're doing is we're exchanging what we got from reading the Bible. Okay. So they're going to be totally different, which is what we're supposed to do. So what am I telling you? Here's what I'm telling you. You can have a Bible study with one other person. We always think of Bible studies as being groups. We don't have to do that. We can get with our significant other or with a friend or with somebody at the coffee shop, and we can have a Bible study with somebody other, somebody else just by reading a passage. Say, hey, let's read uh, John 1, 1 through 10. And you read it and I'll read it. And then let's get together for coffee or let's get together and just have a word together. And you tell me what you got and I'll tell you what I got. And I guarantee you every time you get together, you will probably have different ahas. Oh, wow. You got that? Well, this is what I got. And on a rare occasion when the Lord wants He'll bring those two things together. They'll either come together seamlessly because he wants you guys to see how well this works together, or he'll bring a new light from one so the other one sees, and then both lights come together. You know, kind of like the headlights on cars. When they come together, you see more clearly. Correct? So when we Bible study like that, we bring two things together and we see more clearly and it's super cool. So that's kind of what we're doing today. We're just kind of sharing what we both got. And my number 10 thing was that we finished the Bible as a group. And in doing so, as we went along, see, I have ways to track what's going on with the podcast. We saw increased interest through the process. And and so what's really cool was I say that because when I started the podcast, I would see, you know, it tells me how many downloads we have. And we would see single digit downloads for the first few weeks. And to be honest, I knew who those single digit downloads belonged to because they would share with me. But then as it went along, that got to double digit downloads 
And then there was a point in time where we got to three digit downloads. And I got so excited over that. And I thought, this has got to be a mistake. So I waited for the next day because I'm like, it's, if it's a mistake, it won't happen. And it happened over a course of time. So that was really cool. So it was really cool to see how God was using this. And, and so we put QR codes out that had where you could scan it and it'd take you straight to the daily walk. And we just got to see God do amazing things. So blessings to everybody that stay with it. Blessings to everybody that tried to do their best. And we hope that this really helped you in your daily walk. So number nine. Consistency. Yeah. Amen. Consistency. It's almost like working out, isn't it? Mm -hmm. You want to expand on that before I say any more? Because <laughs> that's okay. your time. Just that. I was able to do it every day. And then once it becomes, you know, things become a habit after seven days, they say of doing something. So it was um, not necessarily like a drudgery to do. Absolutely. It was, um, well, I'll get to, I don't want to give away any of my other numbers, but um, because there was consistency in um, getting up an hour early every morning and um, getting into God's word and uh, listening to worship music, it was um, just a blessing to do that every day. Yeah, so I I know how that consistency transpired in you because I saw it. So without looking at your list, I maybe should just let it be because mm -hmm. you said something about your mm -hmm. further numbers. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to give that up either mm -hmm. before it's time. But it's cool. Consistency is huge because it's part of our spiritual discipline to be in consistency in doing what we know is good for us. We think about, you know, we got this other podcast or I have this other podcast called The Reckoning. And if you go to it, I talk about the journey my wife and I have been on with our health and wellness. And the one thing that we had to do to be in this and to help ourselves was to be consistent in that. But the main thing in that was trust. It took both of us to help each other along the way, but we had to trust someone who was telling us, hey, man, this stuff's really going to help you become healthy. If you do it the way you're supposed to do it. And we, you know, I met them at an airport. You have to go to the. You have to go to the podcast, man. It's called The Reckoning, W-R-E-C-K, apostrophe N-I-N-G. And it's so cool because we did that and we've seen the differences. We've seen it not only in our weight and our energy, but we've seen it in our lab values. So consistency, once you get there, man, there's really cool things that happen. Mm -hmm. and, and God rewards that. So my number nine was I was able to gain even more insights, new insights, this time through the Bible, which comes from consistency, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And I got to see, like I gave a couple examples, differences and similarities in the Gospels, um, which I got some and my wife Karen got some. 
and some that I missed, she pointed out, which was really cool when we would share. And, you know, it's just really neat. Then I got to see some, you know, where there's a reason God put the same story in all four. There's some real significance in that. So, you know, and I'll just share one of those with you. Uh, it's the feeding of the 5,000. That's in all of them. But yet, the birth of Christ, you only find in two of them. Mm -hmm. And you only get the whole story if you read both of them. So that was really cool to me. I mean, I knew that already, but just to see the purpose in that was different for me this year. And the words that really sunk to me this year was the words of the prophets. The, ma the major prophets and even the minors, I suppose, and how they spoke of their time then, but their time then really spoke for our time today, too. And I believe that because I think we're seeing it come to be right before our very eyes. So if you miss the Isaiah part, read through again with us this next year. And when we get to Isaiah, just pay attention to what he's saying. Because it's Isaiah that says, for unto us a child is born. <laughs> and, you know, we just celebrated that. So it's real. Okay. So what do you got for eight? For eight, I have creativity. Can you share that? Yeah. Okay, good. This so, is part I've been waiting I know, for. Right? So, okay. So when we started, the, Bi the Bible that I was given looks like this, right? Pretty plain plain Jane. No, um, just like a normal Bible, but through the year I have jazzed up mine. You could see how thick it is. And, um, I have put, this is what I do. Um, there are song lyrics, there are watercolor. I'm really not an artist at all, but, um, what I've done is, um, there's some where I've like copious amount of notes and, but then there's some where it's just like pictures of watercolor and things that we've done through the year. Like you can tell when I got like new markers or new stuff, um, new art supplies or whatever throughout the year but at first um because at first i just had um a plain bible because i had the thinking you have to keep your bible pristine but then it was like a revelation of no i'm spending time in the word and so when i'm like putting washi tape or when i'm um jazzing it up when i'm um, coloring when I'm um, doing my notes when I'm doing everything when I'm underlying this is um, absorbing myself in God's word and just over and over and over again and so I just a di bunch of different stuff like here I have a bunch of notes um, of can you share I, any of those well are they personal um no they're not personal but a lot of them are well um a lot of them are we're on the first day of the where they do the little right thing they might talk about other bible verses and so this one in particular um i went to the bible verse and i wrote it out here so like next year when i go i don't have to get a separate bible right. or go into and so that is that and then a lot of the other notes are um where i've looked things 
this was my one of my other things. So um, I'll share those when I get down to, okay. to more okay. because um, but so I just let um, I almost I blew that because I, yeah, I saw that, you know, I just let myself be creative in his word. So that's my number eight. is Yeah. Creativity. So and, you know, our art major, Hannah, would be really pleased, wouldn't she? Yes. Yeah. And what's cool is it's hiding the word. You know, a lot of people do better when they write things out. It stays with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And. We look at, I mean, how many of you would love to do crafting in the Bible? Yeah. We have journal Bibles. Mm -hmm. So she just took this Bible, which, Mm -hmm. you know, we handed out like two and a half cases of these. Mm -hmm. There's 24 Mm -hmm. to a case. That's like we handed out over 50 of these Bibles. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we should have been in double digits right off the bat. I'm Mm -hmm. just saying. Mm -hmm. No judgment, but I'm just saying. But here's the thing. Mm -hmm. She went from this skinny, Mm -hmm. see skinny, Mm -hmm. to double the thickness. Yeah, almost triple. And I just am excited for next year because there are still blank pages in here. And so like, oh, there's a blank spot right there, you know. So I'm just so excited what my heart, what my mind, what my soul is going to be led to do in coming years in this blank spot you know, in these blank pages. So, I mean, not every single, and I kind of learned where the sweet spots are. And like here, I just took stickers and the sweet spots are in between the books of the Bible because they've had to have one stop and then the other. Some of them don't have very much, but anyway, so I'm really excited for years to come, days to come where I can fill up those blank pages. It's kind of like a metaphor for our life. You know, the blank pages that we have in our life that we're God hasn't, uh, we haven't revealed yet what God um, has for us. And it's Mm kind of like those coloring books Mm -hmm. where you take the marker, the special marker, and you color over the pages and then it reveals this beautiful picture. That's exactly like reading his word, what it does, because it's alive and active. Right. Right. And so no matter what, um, it's just exciting. Like, okay, what? tomorrow is he going to reveal to me or want me to be creative about but anyway okay that's good (laughs) i love it and i i love what she's doing and you know i show them every now we would love (laughs) to see other people get involved with that okay on the same note though you know i i do all mine through the e version of it and in mine Every highlight I have is there. And you're like, oh, so you got to go back to January to see your highlights. No. If we tap the screen, it'll pull up every highlight ever made on the right side. And then I can just scroll the highlights and see what I have. And let me tell you, I've got a lot of highlights. Mm -hmm. So it's really cool to go back Mm -hmm. through and see what my highlights are, just like she has her crafting there. It's another way that I can be creative and see what I need here in my own way of crafting, because I'm not as crafty as she is. Just there's no way when we need it, she does it. Now, I can build you stuff, but the neatness and creativity of that is all on her. And so that's really cool. And so if you do this Bible, you know, we showed a video, a help video 
on the daily walk page at the beginning on how to know where to start and where to stop because there's a little man that's walking and he's the beginning of where you start and you go to the little man walking mm -hmm. and that's the end of where you stop mm -hmm. because a lot of times the pages overlap each other as far as you start in the middle of a chapter you might start at the very end or there might be two verses from the next chapter of, of the next day's reading so you always look for the little man and that i think that's a pretty cool thing so keep that in mind if you use the paper because in the e-file e-version it's just cut and dry your date and you go to that date there's still a little man but he never overlaps pages because it's not paper so that's really cool so what do you got for numbers what is it seven seven oh i didn't do my eight yeah what's I? your eight Oh, well, my eight's short because I knew her eight was cool. <laughs> my eight just says it was my eighth time through, and it still uh, speaks to me. Yeah. And I love that. I but you know what? Eight also is one of those number things that's mm -hmm. really cool. Yeah. And it's new beginnings. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I got to brag on one of my ball players. She wanted number eight. Mm-hmm. And it's my Maya. Mm -hmm. She has been doing good things for us. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, she's had struggles in her life, too. But she's been doing great things for us. But we didn't have an eight jersey. Mm -hmm. So, you know, she settled, settled for something else. But when I saw the reason and what eight was standing for, I really got why she was on number eight. A lot of people think it's Kobe Bryant because she did that. Mm -hmm. But I really got what she was about mm -hmm. because she's really put herself forward this year and really started to try to do good things and mm -hmm. create a new beginning for herself. So the eighth time through, another new beginning, getting new things from the word. That's why I say, you know, if I've done it eight times and I'm going to do it again. Mm -hmm. The Lord's going to give you something. Mm -hmm. He's going to give you something through. And remember, our lady in Mansfield, she wanted this Bible. Mm -hmm. We gave it to her. Mm -hmm. And she was so excited to read this Bible, she finished it early. <laughs> so, and, you know, she's uh, she's moved away since then. But, man, mm -hmm. she's a good testament to how great the Word speaks. So, what do you got for number seven? Number seven is craving to spend time with Christ. So along with the consistency and how I was talking about, oh, it's really not, you know, sometimes when you use the word habit, um, it's a negative connotation about grudgery and like the habits you want to break. But this is a habit that you want mm -hmm. to to foster and develop and so much so that I would begin to crave to spend time and my time is like an hour before or hour in the morning before I get ready for work and sometimes I'd be so excited to go to bed so that I could get up yeah you know yeah. and yes, a lot of times <laughs> you know when that alarm clock goes off you're like uh and I'm like no 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 this I get my coffee and I put the fireplace on and I, um, you know, spend time. I crave to spend time in his word and to be creative in his word so that it can like just get 
into all the nooks and crannies of my heart, mind, and soul. Yeah. What a great way to start. And yeah. Yeah. And you know, I, I got complacent. The Bible says, don't be complacent. And cause her schedule was way different. It, she's been working a ton of hours because of uh, staff shortages, but it never changed her desire to spend yeah. that first hour before she gets ready. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, that can come early for her. Mm-hmm. Two o'clock in the morning, one o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. But she yep. sh- craves that. That's her thing. Number seven is crave. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. To spend time with the, the Lord. Yes. And, and that, that conviction came over me as, man, I, I got to get up. Because our thing is to always pray together before she goes to work. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I'd hear her come over to me and she'd be getting ready to leave. And it's like, oh, man, I missed it again. And so that craving puts, oops, sorry, puts a craving in me to be better, to crave more for Christ. It's contagious. Mm-hmm. And so it's a good thing, you know, and there's no better way to start. It Not only did that help me, but that helps me pray better. Mm-hmm. You know, because one of the things I would find myself doing early in this podcast thing was getting up and I'm like, oh, I got to go read so I can do my podcast. But the Lord changed that and said, no, you pray. Mm-hmm. You've always prayed first. You pray and then you read so you can hear me. And so that's changed, too. And this is all what I get through seeing her crave the presence of the spirit. And it doesn't mean early. Yeah, it does. People think, you know, all you guys are nuts because you get up so early. But we're up for a reason, not because we like being up early, but because we want to be in his presence Mm -hmm. and we want to be, you know, we're a unit. Mm -hmm. And that's the one commitment. we made to each other way back in the day Mm -hmm. was as long as God's first, we'll always be okay. Mm -hmm. So if we keep craving Jesus, if one gets complacent, the other one's going to pick up on that and the Lord's going to speak through us and Mm -hmm. correct that behavior. And so it's so cool to see that work, you know, and I'm the pastor, (laughs) you know, so I just I love that whole thing that she got. My number seven is the numerical significance of the different numbers Mm -hmm. was really made big to me this year. Mm-hmm. You know, I already talked about the eight, but the sevens was really cool. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, and always knew seven was special, but just to see the significance of it, meaning that it was sacred and it was perfection. You know, because I remember in high school, people would go around graffiti eyes and remember no less seven 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 on everything. And there was this big Antichrist movement. And, you know, people get freaked out over the word Antichrist. But Antichrist, I've, if you've been listening lately to the podcast, Antichrist really is happening when you are anti-Jesus. We just use the word Antichrist. And a lot of times I think it's fear factor. But if you're not for Jesus, Jesus himself said, if you're not for me, then you're against me. Mm-hmm. So that means you're anti. Right. Mm -hmm. 
So then you're anti-Jesus. Well, his whole name is anti-Jesus Christ, right? So then you're an antichrist. And John spells that out in his epistles. The I think it's 1 John 4. And he sp spits that out there. And he even uses that word antichrist. And he hasn't wrote Revelation yet because he hasn't been there yet, right? So that significance of seven and how sacred and perfection it was. And then the, the one that really... I really studied this this time was 144,000 because yeah. so many uh -huh. people are hung up on 144,000. Yeah. Yeah. God's only going to take 144,000 of us. Well, wait a minute. Then that means that he so loved the world <laughs> that he gave his only son. Ooh. That means that it lies and God doesn't lie. Ooh. So, you know, I started investigating that and, that number is representative of 12 times 12 times a thousand, which is significant of completion. Ooh. And I'm like, so completion, like the work of the Lord is complete. When we have him in us completely mm -hmm. and that 144,000 is representative of his first fruits. Mm. And we give him everything of us and there's nothing left. So we understand what it means to give of our first fruits because it says they were the ones that were a special offering because mm. they get it now. Mm. And sometimes it takes us a while to get it, you know. So mm -hmm. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, so. Cool. You know, and then I brought up the eight as a new beginning again. But it's mm -hmm. just so cool how the numbers, because there's 40, you know, 40 days. Or well, there's the 12 tribes of 12 Israel. 12 tribes of Israel right. as well. And then there's the um, 40 years and 40s in there a lot, too. And there's special meaning to that, which we won't go into all that. But I tell you, numbers have significance mm -hmm. in the Bible. And we could spend an hour long plus mm -hmm. on just number significance. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's really cool. That, that really is got cool. me. That's very cool. Number six. It's number six. Considerate of others. Amen. I don't want to give away any of my other numbers, but I think that when you are involved and deep into God's word, you try to view the story, the circumstance from others point of view or where they would have been coming from. And, um, then therefore that translates into real life. And so you're more considerate of others. I think I've become more considerate because I've, I feel like I have tried to take that step to realize where, where are they coming from? What is their point of view? Because what a boring world this would be if we were all exactly the same. We're not exactly the same. Right. And we all bring a different viewpoint and all bring um, different backstories. Right. Right. And so I think that, um, you know, in God's word, it is exposing yourself to different times, different cultures, different ways of thinking, different, just everything different. And so then in our 
in our day to day life, we are able to translate that into, um, you know, what would Jesus do? Or, huh, this reminds me of this story. Let me remember this viewpoint. So being more considerate of others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's a great spin into me because, you know, when we aren't considerate of other, others, mm-hmm. that's totally an indicator that we are lacking in mm-hmm. the one thing that God is and God is love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, if we go to first Corinthians 13 mm-hmm. and look through verses five through seven and look at all the factors of what love is, mm-hmm. you know, right. then we get to see that we always are considerate of the other person. Mm-hmm. You know, and one of the most evil emperors ever in the Roman times was Emperor Nero. Mm-hmm. And I'm still stuck on numbers because my number six is the n- evilness of the number six. Right. Because, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you know, yeah. we got in uh, Revelation 13, we got to hear what the mark of the beast is. Mm-hmm. And that's the number 666. And it reminded me of when, you know, our son Ryan got his first social security card. And, you know, you got the, the three numbers, the two numbers and then the four numbers. And in that. The second number of the two was a six, and then the first two numbers of the four was sixes. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, no, 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 no. My firstborn isn't having, because think about what happened to the firstborn in the Bible many, many times. Somebody had them killed, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, 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 my son is not having a 666. I sent it back, no doubt, no lie. And I didn't even have a good relationship with Jesus at the time. And I sent it back and said, hey, due to religious reasons, and that's all it was because I didn't have a personal relationship with Jesus at the time. Due to religious re- reasons, I can't accept this card. Can you issue him a new one? And they did. And they did. It was so cool to see that happen, Mm -hmm. you know, and I I feel better for that. But, you know, here's what I was sharing with Karen earlier. We get hung up on the physical aspect of the numbers, you know, because it talks about God puts a mark on the foreheads of his people. And then those will have the mark of the beast. And I hope people catch this with me. Right. And it's going to be on their hand or their or their foreheads. And and we think physical. We think, you know, you know, I heard someone talking about a chip on our hand and we use our watches to pay for things. And it's like, come on, man, we think physical. But here's what I want to tell you. If we're speaking Jesus and I've, I've alluded to this on the podcast many times, if we're speaking Jesus, we're revealing the mark he's already put on us. Because the mark that he's put on us is the perfect love of Jesus Christ in our hearts. And that's how he marks us. He marks us by being different people. We're no longer controlled by the stuff of this earth. We're controlled by the living God that's in us because the Bible tells us John, the writer of so many books in the New Testament, second to uh, Paul, says... God is love and all those who love God live in God and God lives in them and their thoughts become his thoughts and they know his thoughts. I don't know about you, but that's exciting to me. 
And that's how he marks us. We got to get past that. And so that's how we get his mark. And it's written all over our forehead. Our forehead is our face because our face is gleaming. Just like when Moses come down the mountain after being in the presence of the Holy Spirit, our face is gleaming with the glow of Jesus Christ. I got the peace that passes understanding down in my heart. Yeah. And so it's glowing. And people are like, man, you're a different person. Yes. I've been marked by the blood, the blood of Jesus. And that's exciting. And the same goes for the mark of the beast, man. If we are living in a world and we're angry and we're bitter and we're holding grudges and we have all this dissension and, and all this stuff going on in our life where it's just written all over our face, we're marked. It shows. Your forehead's a part of your face. Come on. It's showing. But guess what? Jesus saves. Ooh, that's good. Mm -hmm. And I'll leave the hand part out. That's for you and me. But yeah, we can get past it. We got to think beyond the physical because Jesus and the Holy Spirit are beyond the physical. Jesus told that woman at the well, there's coming a day where we will worship in spirit. And that's what it's all about is in spirit. So what do you got for number five? Number five, I have um, comprehension. So digging deeper into his words. So and that was I didn't want to allude into it, but um, some of the one of the things that I discovered this year is you showed me Bible Hub. And so um, looking up if there's a word that I'm kind of like stuck on then um, I'll look that up. And that's some of my notes in here is that I look up and even not even using like a Bible hub for the Greek or the Hebrew or anything like that. If um, just using a dictionary and looking up a word and just kind of digging deeper in that sense. And I'm so, no, by no means like, you know, right. A Bible, but you got resources to help. Studies, yes. But just, deeper than I have been before. Yeah. So, which is, you know, uh, yeah. commentaries and just little word study things. Mm -hmm. They help us, you know, yeah. our good friend, Rob McCorkle, the word nerd, he's so good mm -hmm. at helping us understand words. Mm -hmm. You know, that's awesome. Yeah. My number five goes with that though. Mm -hmm. um, Cause it's, you know, I got a deeper comprehension of God's rest in Hebrews mm -hmm. chapter four, you know, verse three. And I just I'll cut it down because we want to keep it in church length. Mm -hmm. And it's all my fault because I'm a pastor. Right. But here for only we who believe can enter his rest. As for others, God said, my anger in my anger, I took an oath. They will never enter my place of rest. We have to understand that the only way to understand the rest God has for us is to understand that he made it for us. And the only way we're going to understand that he made it for us is to believe in the one that created it. Mm -hmm. And if we don't, then we're never going to enter it. That's what he said. And, you know, so I just think, man, if you go back to creation, he looked at his creation that he did in six days. And here's the number seven again. And on the seventh, which was completion, he rested. Didn't mean he died, you know, rip, rest in peace. No, he rested. 
to be in the presence of what he had created. And he rested in the Trinity, folks. It wasn't him alone. He was there in the Trinity, the Son, the Holy Spirit. We can see the presence of that if we look at it. So I really love that we got this deep, comprehensive thing, and, and they're both five. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we didn't yeah. talk to each other for this mm-hmm. moment. Okay, no, that's cool. awesome. What's your number four? Number four, I can count on him to show up. So as you alluded to, mm-hmm. and we talked about, um, you know, starting your day off in the word and in the spirit just kind of sets the tone for the rest of the day. And so many times just during the day, stress would happen. And um, I would just count, could count on him to show up in the middle of that stress based on starting in him for that day yeah you know mm-hmm. our number f- i've got to say this again our number fours are so similar mm-hmm. and we didn't look at each other's paper Mm-mm. ever we are right now right before you mm-hmm. hearing each other's top 10 mm-hmm. okay and my number four has to do with he shows up right because mm-hmm. my number four is uh, romans 5 6 that's a verse that i love because it talks about when we were utterly helpless at just the right time <laughs> jesus came because i really think you talk about stress at work and, and you know with what she does that's a reality but i think about times where we get into a point in our life where we are just so at our wits end and we're like put all our trust in jesus all my hope is in jesus and we're like thinking what's going to happen and at just the right time and we've seen it in our life many many times god just does something Mm-hmm. And, and you know, my favorite phrase now when God just does something is it's the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, it happened to us again this Christmas because I mean, I mean, you know, I just think, mm-hmm. wow, how great our God is. You know, you can't say how does he do it because it's God, but it's just mm-hmm. it's the Lord. And I just love that. So what's your number three? Well, and going along with four, um, number three is the closer that I become Mm. to Christ, the more of a target I become for the enemy. Mm. So it's kind of like the target on my back grows bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, the closer that I get because it makes the enemy so mad. He's so jealous. He's so angry. He knows he's losing. So he pulls out the big guns, if you will. And then I've got the bigger target. So then that goes back to number four that I have to count on, that I can count on him to show up. But then I have to be consistent so that I start my day in the word and that I can be confident and that I can be creative so that when the enemy does attack, it fizzles out. It's like it just, and it doesn't never hits me because of my armor is on so well and so thick and so large 
that it can't even penetrate that. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's good because along with hers being a target, you know, I'm going to give you my three and my two. Okay. Because they kind of go together. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, And I've sent her this on her days of work because, you know, this, my number three I've had in my, uh, it's been one of my verses for a long time. And I don't even want to shortchange it, so I'm going to look it up because it's uh, it's so huge to me. But it's Acts 2, verse 25. And this is really good because when you're fighting that battle, you got to remember, who want, who is one of the greatest warrior kings we ever had? He's the greatest king second to Jesus. The greatest earthly king we ever had was King David. Mm-hmm. Great warrior. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wasn't allowed to build the temple because of all the bloodshed. Mm-hmm. But his son Solomon was. Mm-hmm. So he was a big target. Mm-hmm. But here's his words. And this comes in Acts 2 for the church of Acts to remember. King David said this about him. He said, I see that the Lord is always with me. And I've sent this to you. Mm-hmm. I will not be shaken for he is right beside me. No wonder my heart is glad and my song shouts his praises. My body rests in his hope. And there it goes back to my rest. Mm-hmm. When we know he's standing right next to us, we know that no matter how big the target is, he's going to be good because he's going to take care of us. He told, he told Joshua, just like I was with Moses, I will be with you. And if we think about how he was with Moses, he did some amazing things with Moses. And so my number two goes right along with that protection. And that's the verse in Zechariah 2, 5 that says, I will protect, it says Jerusalem with a ring of fire. I'll place my ring of fire around it. But I always like to say, hey, take out Jerusalem and put your name in there. So I will protect your name. Karen, Wayne, I will protect you with a wall of fire Mm -hmm. from all your enemies. All right. And that's huge to me because not only do I see him standing next to me, like I said, in Acts 225, but then I got this ring of fire around me that Jesus or that God is protecting me with all the time. So no wonder My heart is glad, as it says in that scripture, because if God is for me, who can be against me? Mm -hmm. And that's from Romans Mm -hmm. 8. So what's your number two? My number two is clarity on what's important, what's really important. Amen. Amen. So like not sweating the small stuff and, you know, does some little stuff really matter? No, it's the important stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Amen. Mm -hmm. So we're there. Mm-hmm. What? Hey, isn't this worth celebrating? I yeah. mean, come on. Yeah. Look at all the stuff we get out of that. And that's just, I mean, this is just a tip of the iceberg. Mm-hmm. It is. If we gave you everything that the word has spoke to us in this year, mm-hmm. you know, we'd have to do part one, part two, part three, part two. It'd be like the journey on my other podcast where there's like nine episodes to it. <laughs> so what's your number one? 
a Christ-like mind. Amen. So it kind of goes along with like um, the clarity and the considerate of others and the comprehension that in, this envelops every single one. Um, but when it's just hard to describe, but when you are in God's word and because it's alive and things are made known to you and um, even though um, you may have read the same thing before eight times, seven times, six times, 15 times, and then something new come, jumps out at you, that's exactly like um, when you are doing your everyday life right 365 days a year mm -hmm. times how many years every single day you know you're doing the same thing but something new comes up something right jumps out something is more pronounced to you and how do you handle that do you handle it with the with the fruits of the spirit love joy peace patience right. kindness goodness faithfulness and self-control do you handle it that way or do you get angry and mad and upset and um no i mean i'm not perfect by any means but that it's like um my mind is a box and god's word is the key for the lock in the box and my mind's been opened up to understanding oh and it kind of goes along well with um the being considerate of others um type of thing but it's like when you're going through a situation and um you are you've been in God's word. So, you know, like what your basis is, what your foundation is, what your, what you believe, then you kind of know, we don't know, but you kind of have a direction of the way that you want to handle a particular situation because you have been crucified with Christ because Amen. your mind has been opened because you've let the Holy Spirit and his word penetrate your heart, your mind, your soul. So you can understand like, not that I'm saying that I know every single thing like Christ knows, but I just have just a little bit more of a, of a, a splinter of understanding of the totality of situations, the comprehending a complete situation and not taking it one-sided or two-sided even. So I don't know how to explain that better, but That's it's good. just something you have to That's experience. Good. Yeah, you do. You and know? the more you, more you build on that relationship, mm -hmm. the more, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. What's your number one? My number one is what my buddy's experiencing right now. Mm. The lamb wins. Mm. Mm -hmm. And I, I remember, you know, when Judah is playing, Judah is a high school in Champaign, a Christian school, and they're called the tribe of Judah which we know is just from reading the word that that's what 
Jesus is referred to as the Lamb is the tribe of Judah. Mm -hmm. And they're playing another team that's the Blue Devils. Mm. And they're supposed to win because they are the one seed playing like a four or five seed. And they got behind a little bit, but they're clearly just not in their game right, but they're getting there. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm sitting there thinking, wait a minute, this is like the biblical perception of good versus evil. The lamb wins. There's no way they can lose this. Yeah. The lamb wins. And they end up winning. So I tell their mm -hmm. coach, who's a good friend of ours, he's sang at our church before. I said, you know, the whole time you're playing them, even when you got behind, the only thing I could think of is the lamb wins. Mm -hmm. And he, he laughs. I said, no, I'm serious. That's all I could think of. And so the greatest thing about the word is not about a sport. It's not about the game, but it's about life. And for all those who choose Jesus Christ, the lamb wins and conquers all evil. He conquered the grave. And when he comes back again, he'll conquer all of evil once and for all in totality. And we will no longer have to face anything that's unbecoming of the Christ likeness that she was talking about. And we will live forever in the peace and rest and solitude of Christ forever and ever. Mm -hmm. In Revelation, which if you haven't read it yet, read it because that's what our word is for today is uh, 20, 21 and 22. 21 talks about the new heaven and how glorious it is. And I don't know about you, but that's where I want to be. You know, Mercy Me sings that uh, I can only imagine song, you know, and we think about it, we sing that. But if we really process that, it's like, yeah, what will we do? We'll be in so much awe, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because Jesus says in 22, three times, I'm coming back. I'm coming back for you. He told us that in Matthew. He says, I'm not going to leave you like orphans. I'm going to prepare a place for you. So know that when your place is prepared, he's coming back. And it doesn't necessarily mean the rapture. It means when your place is prepared, he's coming back. And it's safe to say this now because it's been made public. But our friend that we've worked hand in hand with for the last several years, his place has been prepared. And the Lord came back for him last night. So... Let's pray. It's hard, mm -hmm. but it's worth celebrating because we know the lamb wins and we know he's with Jesus. So we want to celebrate with you guys. We want you to know that the word is alive and well, and you can be creative and take a simple book like mm -hmm. this and make it three times as thick like this. Because he's coming back for us and that's mm -hmm. a promise. And all those who are written in the book of life mm -hmm. get to spend eternity with him. Sorry for that moment. <laughs>
but it's worth it. So celebrate this year as being one that finished and know that next year you can do it too. And we'll have all that stuff ready for you. And thanks to our co-host, Karen, for sharing. And that, that, that rhymes. Karen mm -hmm. was sharing and for all those tips on how to make your Bible stick with you by being creative. And let's just praise the Lord and let's close out 23 with a prayer. Okay. Lord, we love you. We praise you. We thank you <laughs> that you are the one that wins and that you are the one that gives us the mind of Christ and that you live in us and give us the ability to walk this earth, to represent you and be marked by Christ. So people know there's something different in us. Mm -hmm. Help us to always represent that. Help us to be ready for that day when you come for us whatever day that might be and help us lord jesus to go into 24 invigorated because we know that your word lives it speaks and it's sharp it defends we see that in your word all over help us lord to draw closer to you in the coming year than we've ever been and thank you for this year and showing us that we can be consistently in your word and drawing closer to you every day as we do our daily walk with Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Way to go. Way to, to finish. That. That's awesome. We'll see you next time.